it really is like, because you can't like you, as much as you hate that word and all things like you, you, there is an element to which it's like, I, I, I actually can't make this happen for you. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't force this to happen in you. Right. Like I can just, I can be in this with you and we can work together on this thing, but ultimately it's, it's gotta, we're, we're just trying to figure out how to make this whole thing whole thing click right in in your world you know in Mm -hmm. your mind in your being this is way of the artist with brandon colby cook and evan schulte exploring the challenges of the creative call so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art Welcome back to Way of the Artists and another installment of our Artist Wisdom series. And today we've got one from, I mean, to say, I I guess he wasn't explicitly an artist necessarily. I don't know a lot about him actually, but Galileo Galilei, who I know more so as he was like an explorer, right? He was an explorer. That was how I sort of understand him better brandon you're nodding it's like yeah yeah <laughs> general well galileo had this has this great quote he said this very incredible thing that was documented and now we're going to relay it to you and we're going to dive into it and that quote is we cannot help people we sorry we cannot help people no all right this is a great start evan uh, <laughs> we cannot teach people anything we can only help them to discover it within themselves i'll say it one more time just for just for good measure we cannot teach people anything we can only help them to discover it within themselves mic drop moment from (laughs) from galileo i suppose so that's what we're going to be getting into it's almost, I don't even know how to approach this one in a kind of a way because it's, it's for a short statement, it is rich and meaty. So Brandon, I'm going to pass it off to you and, and throw out your, your initial, your initial thoughts, feelings, impressions. I'm thinking about a willingness to learn. That's what's coming up for me because there's so much truth to that statement. You know, you have to want to learn it. You have to, you have to, you know, you can teach someone, you can try to teach someone anything, but like, if they don't want to learn it, they never will. So at the end of the day, you know, I don't like the word can't, I don't like the word cannot, it it, Mm -hmm. it always bothers me. And I, I've taught myself to kind of tune out anything after the word cannot or can't is said, because I don't like to live in a can't do world. I only like a can do world, but you know, that being said, I think you can try to teach someone something you can do the teaching, you can do anything, Mm -hmm. but they, they have to do the learning. So I think the important part about this quote is that you can't enforce your will onto anybody if they don't want it. And so I feel like that's an important kind of thing to bring up in the beginning it's like you have to be willing you have to want it 
you have to be open to it. And I think there's some wisdom just in that alone is that how much are you not learning simply because you're not open to learning it, not willing to learn it. You don't mm-hmm. want to learn it. Um, I see people complain sometimes. And when people complain, I often think, well, what are you unwilling to learn? Because, you know, champions don't complain. Champions just learn and do better, you know? And so, you know, if I catch myself complaining, I have to go, well, what am I unwilling to learn? There's a lesson here. There's something to gain. You know, there's something to to build upon. And, you know, I was, uh, the other day I was, uh, I got a hair 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 appointment. And I'm sitting there with a the hairdresser and we got into this big talk about stuff. It was great. It was, you know, I love it when I find a hairdresser that wants to like have a good conversation, not just like, how's your day, blah, blah, blah. But like we got into stuff, you know, and really mm-hmm. talked about it. And we're kind of, we're kind of talking about this whole idea of, you know, how everything's a learning experience. And, you know, for example, I bought a car several months ago, a used car and when I bought it from the guy, he seemed like a an honest, trustworthy dude. And, you know, and I felt pretty good. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I got the clutch changed and all this stuff. He told me all this stuff he did. And I didn't verify it. And I just trusted him. And I know this car really, really well. And I know that the clutch tends to go right around 230 kilometers. And for a manual transmission in this car, every 230 roughly, you're probably looking at a new transmission. So this car was 240 and you know, it's up there. It's, 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 you know, it's kind of a bit of a beater, but he's like, yeah, change the clutch, did this, blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, okay, well, I'm good. At least I got a good clutch. I could probably ride this thing out for a little while and then move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, last week, week before, whatever it was, the clutch went and the car, it's a, it's a seven, $800 job, maybe more. You know, plus I'm stranded and I was like, oh man, I got, I got screwed. I got tricked. I got manipulated. He, he must've lied because unless he put like an equally old clutch in <laughs> and did change it, I mean, I was duped. Right. And so when I was talking with this hairdresser, we were talking about that and, um, I was like, you know, it sucks and I can complain about it all day, but I, there's something to learn here. It was like, why did I trust this guy? Why did I believe him? You know, what's there to learn about this experience? Like, you know, why didn't I get it mechanically checked out? You know, there's all sorts of things that I could have done and taken responsibility for. And if I complain, I rob myself of the chance to learn that. So I feel like, you know, you have to be willing to learn. You have to be open to learn. Sometimes learning means taking a humility pill or a big chunk of humility pie. (laughs) And that's just part of it. And I think what what this quote suggests as well is, you know, there's that other saying is like, when you're ready to learn, the teacher will arrive, you know, that's so true because once you want to learn, someone can come along and they tell you and you go, Oh, there's my teacher. But it's mostly because you were open to learn. Mm -hmm. The teacher might've always been there, but you just weren't open to learn. So they never could teach you. That's why they never bothered. Right. And maybe they tried and maybe you never listened to them. And so they felt no, encouragement in trying to share their wisdom or insight with you. So, I, I, you know, these are some things that are coming up for me as we venture into this quote, and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a lot more, but. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I want to touch on that, that thing of what you were saying of, of your, 
distaste, I suppose, for for the word can't. You're just in in general, and it's you. you to me, you point out something that I've never because I I've this this quote has been in my you know it's been in my atmosphere for for a long time and to me it you're you point out this almost zen like quality to to this quote which i mean i don't know if galileo ever ever made it you know to to discover the the wisdoms of the east but there's this whole thing where it's like the that word of you know we cannot teach people anything there's this aspect of it where it's just like no you can't but you also can like it's there's this there's this dual nature to to that that statement because it's not untrue what he's saying because there's this whole thing of you know it's people do have to like not only do they have to be willing to learn but when you're passing knowledge on to somebody, everyone ultimately finds how they do it. You know, they, they have to figure out how something is done in their body, in their mind, the, the process, like it, it all has to, it all has to be lived by that person in order for them to actually make it something real. Otherwise it's, it's, remains in the land of theory of 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 theory right so there's always this this process in which the person who is learning is has to make it their own in order to to learn it but at the same time were there nobody there to teach the thing there's no way that that process can ever happen Right. So it's like there's what, pro- it's what process? The 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 process of the person learning to take it on for themselves. The person um because they already would have taken it on themselves naturally, because it would be the only way they could learn it. Because yeah, they couldn't like, because... have been passed on wisdom of someone else's experience. They would have just had to stumble through and figure it out on their own. So naturally it would be their own. Because yeah. Because no one gave them any other way to do it. So yes. Yeah. But re- regardless, like there's there's the thing where to truly actually learn something, y- you have to you have to figure it out for yourself on some level. Someone can show you the movements, the motions, but there's always some way in which in which you have like when we're learning, we go through an entire process in doing it. And that's both mental, it's physical, it's it has to become it has to become part of you in a in a kind of way and that's the thing that you can't teach the person right like that's the thing that you can't that that someone has to come to for themselves especially when it comes to learning to really truly master something you know like there's there's a whole way in which you find the way in which you do it right and so that's i think the that's the process that I'm talking about hmm. where it's like in order for that process to happen, there needs to be some sort of teacher, 
whether that's a person or that's an event or that's a situation, there has to be some sort of a teacher that actually creates that, that initiates that process is what I'm saying. Mm. If, if that answers your question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you also need to understand when someone's teaching you something like usually when someone teaches something, well, usually, is that a good word? I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a couple ways to teach something. You teach what someone taught you and you just reteach what they taught you. And that's a replicable, replicatable process. You know, you just kind of repeat it and repeat it, but it's mindless in a lot of ways for a lot of people, because it's just like, why do you do it this way? And they're like, I don't know. That's what I was told to do. And then you ask the person who told them to do it. And like, that's what we've always done. And then mm -hmm. talk to the, if you can even talk to the person that they go, no, that's, that's protocol. That's how it was said to be done. You know, it's yeah. like, and it just comes down to like, you know, someone said, this is how it's done. And everybody just assumes that's the best way. And, you know, when I was working in a steel shop for a little bit, um, we moved into this bigger shop and mix and match employees, people that were at the old shop, we're working with people from our shop and we were working with them and we're all trying to figure out how to navigate this much bigger shop together and, you know, do business and get things done in an effective, timely manner. And uh, I showed up late to th this new shop because I was working at the older one for longer. And so when I arrived, I looked and observed what they were doing. And I don't know, I mean, I'm an artist, man. I, like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Steel is not my thing, but I was working a steel shop to make some money. And I was actually kind of trying some stuff out, just, you know, that, that way of doing things, see if it was okay with me, whatever. Um, point is I show up and I looked at what people were doing as an outside observer and somebody who innately doesn't really love rules <laughs> and <laughs> likes to think for himself. And I looked at it and I'm like, you know, people, every time they're dropping off this thing they do for every build. They walk all the way across the shop, throw it in the garbage and walk all the way back. And I started looking at it. I'm like, that takes about, that takes anywhere from like 10 to 20 or 30 seconds. It's like half a minute that's being lost every single build. And I was just thinking like, why wouldn't you have a garbage can right next to where you are? And <laughs> then later move that garbage can once to the other garbage can or whatever. And then, it, you know, if to a bigger garbage can, and then you had one time as opposed to a hundred times that you would be doing this. And I brought this to the manager and I said, I don't know, I noticed this and I noticed that. And I noticed some other things like that. Right. And the managers are like, this is great. You're promoted. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put me in this like leadership position. Right. But it's because I'm looking at it and I had the principle in mind. The principle is the fastest or the, like, how do we do this quickly and easily and whatever? And I'm trying to put that through a filter, but everybody else was just like, this is how it's done. This is how it's always been done. And this is what mm -hmm. we do. And it sometimes, um, if you're going to do something your way, it, it's the point is, it's not so much about being smarter. It's about knowing a principle. And the principle is if you're going to carry a heavy load, you should carry the load in the shortest distance possible. Like that's like a rule when you're carrying heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. So my thinking was when I'm carrying garbage extras 
from one place to the next, that's not making the company any money. That's not doing any good. That's not helping us in any way. Um, so, you know, I just use that principle, but here's the point. Someone taught me that principle. They didn't teach me to move the garbage can closer. They taught me the principle of why I would move the garbage can closer. And that's where I think learning becomes wisdom because now you learn something, but you can apply it to multiple other areas of your life, but it's the same lesson based on the same principle. And so where I think Galileo is pointing out is that people can learn to say, drop the garbage off where they're told to drop it off. But if they learn the principle, they'll think to do the smarter thing, the better thing, the mm. thing that is more effective productive, efficient, whatever that might be. So, you know, can you teach someone that? Well, they have to be willing to learn principles, not just how to do something, but the mm -hmm. idea of why do we do it? And what are we doing it for? Those are big questions, but not everybody wants to learn why do we do it? They just want to learn, tell me what to do and I'll do it. And mm -hmm. that's where a lot of people I think fail in life and they don't get promoted and they don't get what they want. They don't get their dreams. You, you have to learn beyond just being told what to do. You have to understand why do I do what I do and, and what's the principle? What's the value? Because if you do this, I'm telling you guys, like I'm an artist that showed up at a steel shop and I got promoted within like the first week or two of being there. Like just because I brought in wisdoms that I learned that someone taught me, right? So if you want to get promoted this week, tomorrow, this month, I'm telling you, start learning principles, start learning purpose, start learning that. But no one can tell you to do that. But if you're hearing me right now and all of a sudden, boom, it's breaking through your bubble. It's breaking through your, you know, this zone of, you. oh, I wasn't thinking about that. This is a wonderful thing. Don't, it doesn't mean you're dumb. It doesn't mean that you, you're slow. It's nothing. It's just no one ever pointed it out to you. Now, you know man, you can open up the world for yourself, but you have to hear what I'm telling you. And if you don't, well, you'll just stay in, you know, worker B mode and you'll stay in your position and you'll never get promoted. And, and that's, you know, that's life, right? That's how this mm -hmm. works, but you have to be open to learning it. Cause I can say this a thousand times, but if you can't hear me say it, then I can't teach you it. And that's where I think this, this uh, quote really resonates for me. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> the the expression I guess has been somewhat co-opted by like the artificial intelligence world, but you know, like deep learning. You know, it's like the difference between between yeah, I, I suppose like a a very superficial kind of learning and and a deep learning, right? Like something that's really becomes very much. Uh, ingrained i suppose as opposed to yeah just something that you're you're doing because that's what you were just told told to do right and you know very often you do find that you know you were just like okay like i was just taught to do something this way and through doing it you you sometimes can discover oh this is why we do this like something but it's not that's often something that's not explained or that's something that's very often not not described and sometimes if it if it isn't you actually you do you miss it and a lot of what you're saying 
also really makes me think of, you know, this whole, this whole, I guess, problem of being on autopilot to a large extent and, and mm. the level to which we are truly engaged with the thing that we're doing. Because I think that genuine, when we bring genuine attention, curiosity to anything that we do, we can bring anything to the level of artistry, right? And that's, and because I think artistry exists within so many places, it can, artistry exists within, you know, business, corporate, whatever, because it's like, well, because it, it just involves so many of these things, right? Where it's like, where are you putting your attention, attention on? Being creative with what you're doing, right? Finding ways how to do things better, right? And, and not just better for yourself, but, but better for everybody, right? Better for the most amount of people. I think that when you have those things in mind, you are you are bringing what you do to a level of, of artistry, even though we might not necessarily look at it. Taking your example of this garbage bin that's like, you know, across at the end of like a, a warehouse is what I'm kind of imagining, some kind of a very large <laughs> industrial building. It's like, well, you're actually, that little thing is good for everybody, right? Because not only does it, for the the business, does it mean that people are wasting less time just literally walking from one point to another? It also saves people from having to travel that distance, from having to exert that level of, of energy. Because you think of that, how much that would add up over time, right? So it's not just some... Because I think a lot of times there can be a very cynical look at that. She's like, oh, it's just all about efficiency, right? And hey, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of really bad things that happen in our world, in the business world, out of trying to achieve efficiency. Mm -hmm. uh, that can result in, you know, the wrong people being let go or, or the wrong people, like, and just people being mistreated and stuff like that but i think that what's best is always what's best for everybody you know like what's best for 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 everyone how can we how can we maximize what's best for the most amount of people in whatever situation that it is right we might be getting a little bit into the weeds here but well i mean it depends i mean like like i mean i think what you're pointing out like you're pointing out values right so it's like you know, when you, when you do something, when you do something, they're, they're not always, you're not always doing it for the same reason. Sometimes you're doing it for efficiency or for higher quality or, you know, or it's just a better way to do it. Sometimes you're doing it because it serves you. And sometimes you're doing it because it serves others. I mean, the thing is, is that a lot of people do stuff, not because they have good reasons, but because that's how someone else did it. And that's how they were told to do it. And I think there's a certain amount of learning. Like you talk, I love this distinction you brought in. So let's go back to that surface level learning to like deep learning. 
surface level learning to me is, you know, in this context, at least is that's what it's always been done. That's what's always been done. That's what I was told to do. That's, that's how I was shown that's surface level. And most people in the world do their jobs probably on a surface level for the most part probably the majority of the tasks they do are done on a surface level. It's just what they were taught. Maybe they learned it in school. It's just what you learned. And it's, so it's how you do it. Maybe you learned it from your parents. You don't even question it. You just, that's how it's always been done. There isn't a lot of room where people are encouraged to be free thinkers and to learn to question and challenge ideas. And so I think what you're bringing in here when you were kind of actually venturing into the weeds, which I agree, but, <laughs> but you were bringing in was values, which is an important part of what you're doing, right? So like you do this thing, your parents did this thing. Every one of your friends does this thing. And then one day it dawns on you that this is not a very nice thing to do, that this actually hurts somebody, that this causes damage somewhere or that it's selfish or that whatever. And you did so innocently up until this point. And then all of a sudden you become aware wait a minute, this is self-serving or this hurts this person over there. And you might ask yourself, could it be done differently? And if it could, would I do it differently? And then would I tell others or encourage others to do it differently? I mean, look, if you live in a racist society and everybody's racist and that's just how everybody is, you're probably going to think that's normal. If no one questions it and no one challenges it and everybody just looks down on a certain group or whatever. Um, you might just walk around as that's normal, but learning to not be racist when you find yourself in a racist society means that you have to actually ask yourself is what I'm doing, hurting somebody, stepping on somebody. If I was in their position, it requires empathy. This mm -hmm. like empathy as much as we're capable of it, we still have to learn it. You still, you know, it's not, people don't always put themselves in the position of other people. And we know this because watch people in traffic. <laughs> when someone cuts you off, do you immediately go to like, what an idiot? Or do you go to, oh man, that guy must be not really paying attention. He must be distracted. Something must be going on in his life. Like, I wonder what's going on. Do you think that? Or do you think what an idiot, what a bastard, what a whatever. <laughs> like, come on, be honest. It's probably the former. So, you know, you're thinking horrible things about them, projecting something, and you're not empathizing. Empathy has to be learned. And you have to understand the value of why you would learn empathy. Because if you only gain from focusing on yourself, then you're just going to be narcissistic because you never thought to not be. So someone has to kind of sell you on it and convince you. And I think there's another thing here that's coming up for me. Well, I'll finish here, Evan. Galileo's also pointing out that you can't be sold on anything until you sell yourself just the same thing as learning, <laughs> mm. you know? And I talk about this a lot in the podcast. I mentioned it every now and then I like to throw it in here, but I'm always mm -hmm. like sales, man, sales is the answer, but sales really yeah. is the trick because, you know, to learn a lot of the time you have to sell yourself on why you would do it differently than the way you were told or whatever, you know, or why you would, you know, why would you do it this way rather than that way? That's a sales pitch. You know, you have to present ideas you know, and especially if you want to uh, convince others to do it with you, you have to give them reasons as to why, hey, I think it'd be better if we did it this way. Here's why. These are all the benefits. And if we keep doing it this way, here's all the costs that I'm seeing. 
You know, are these benefits worth us doing it the other way? Or should we keep incurring these costs by doing it the way we've been doing it? What do you guys think? And people will go, yeah, those benefits make sense. Let's do it that way. That's a better way, right? That's sales, guys. That's all sales is. But a lot of people think sales is trying to get people to do things they don't want to do. It's getting people to recognize that they have better options than they know are available. That's what sales is. And if you can offer them the best option, man, it's simple, easy, no-brainer sale. And if you want to charge money for the things that you're selling, man, you can make money that way. That's what I'm trying to tell people over and over and over again. And like, if you're an actor, here's one more thing, Evan, I just have to say it. If you're an actor and you go in for an audition, it's a sales pitch. Why are you the best for the job? Think about it that way. If they can cast someone that they think is going to give them more of what they want, of course, they're going to go with that person. So part of your job and I know you can't really do it this way, but part of your job is trying to figure out what do you bring to the table that not everyone else brings that makes you the obvious choice. And actors who succeed, they they somehow dial into this. They somehow figure it out. And that's often why they get cast over and over and over again. And that's why like it's like 5% of actors work and 95% of people go to auditions mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't, right? So that's... It's a lot to do with um, this makes sense. That's what sales is. Just make it make sense to me and I'll buy it from you. Because if it makes my life easier, if it makes things better, if it makes me more comfortable, if it gives me more of what I want, and that's what learning is, right? Because I feel like learning is you're you're buying an idea. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're not even paying money for it. Sometimes people are giving it away for free, actually, most of the time, and you still don't buy it. And it's it's a free giveaway for something awesome but you weren't sold. And so that's why you didn't buy it. That's why you didn't take it. Right. You can't mm-hmm. sell somebody that's not willing to buy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's this whole thing of, of, you know, it's about making, you know, we have to make these connections for ourselves. Yes. Right. Like it's, it's, it's these dots have to come together internally for us you know despite every what everyone is sort of saying and that's why i think you think of of that sort of that aha that light bulb moment that that goes off in your head when you know in a we'll say in a classroom why not you know in a classroom where suddenly it's just like boom like that the like it's just there's this whole quality of experience that happens in that light bulb moment because it was like this thing that was like right there this thing that was right in front of you that you're kind of like yeah I, I get it but like I'm just you know like there's just some some element that's missing and then for some reason something happens or or something is reframed or 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 rephrased in a way for you where suddenly it just goes like the whole thing just like like click 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 boom done Like, and it's just, and there's this kind of exhilaration feeling of like, oh, right, I get this. And you really do, you know, like you really do. And that, and yeah, like in some of what you're saying as as far as like sort of, you know, sales in a sense is, is, is I guess it's about like, and, and in teaching as well. You know, because I, you know, it's, it's not my favorite way of looking at it, but 
you know, like teaching, I suppose. Yeah, it is, it is a kind of sales of, of sorts. Right. But it's, it's really about like, yeah, like helping, helping people to make that connection for themselves. And I mean, and as a teacher, like, I know it's like for every person, it's different, right? For every person, you know, it's like, yeah, like we can go through a process and, and without having, having a sort of a shared process that everybody's going through, you know, it's not really possible to, to teach what I'm teaching. But at the same time, I have to be working with each person as an individual as well. Like there's this whole thing of like, it's like juggling both that collective and, and that individual at the same time. Cause like, look, here's where we're all trying to go together. Right. But for each person, it's like, there's different challenges. There's different blocks. Right. And, and for me, I guess all I try and do as a teacher is, is try in and engage with that. Right. Just like, let's, let's just explore this. Let's talk about this thing that just happened and da 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 and maybe like we'll we'll figure this thing this thing out right and what's interesting is that in that process i'm learning too right like i'm i'm learning not just about the other person but i'm also learning more deeply about the thing that i'm that i'm teaching as well because sometimes a challenge that that a student is having gives me an entirely new perspective on the thing that I'm trying to teach, right? Mm -hmm. Where I can go deeper with it, where I can suddenly communicate what I'm trying to communicate better for everybody, right? Or sometimes like a, a challenge, even though it might be more specific for, for that person, there's something that happens there that actually helps unlock something for, for someone else there too, right? And I mean, that's and that's part of that, I, I think for me is is part of the excitement of being a teacher is actually just seeing that whole, you know, what is the the second half of this quote, right? But like seeing the person discover it for themselves, right? Discovering it within themselves, right? Because it it really it really is like because you can't, like you as much as you hate that word in the whole thing, it's like you you there is an element to which it's like, I, I, I actually can't make this happen for you. Like mm -hmm. I, I can't force this to happen in you. Right. Like I can just, I can be in this with you and we can work together on this thing, but ultimately it's, it's gotta, we're, we're just trying to figure out how to make this whole, whole thing click right in, in your world, you know, in mm -hmm. your mind, in your being. And so, so can I, can I just yeah, say this? Yeah. So like we're talking about, there's a few things that came up. One, I want to go back to this word can't just for a second. So although I'm not going to argue with the fact that there is some truth to like, you can't do something. I'm not going to say that you can do anything. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to deny reality. There are certain things that just, you know, they don't work. Like they don't, one and one don't work together. This don't, don't, doesn't happen. But the point is, I think with the word can't, as far as how you use it in, in your life, is I would suggest alternatives just when you're thinking about the word. But it's like, I'm not willing to is a better, 
is a better option than can't. Because the thing is, is you probably can, but you don't know how. You're not willing to put in the effort to figure it out. Um, it, it's not worth your time. There's there's a whole lot of things that that can't kind of summarizes. But I think w- w- when I hear can't, I think of ability. And I think we have the ability to do a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. But the question is, is like, is it worth the time and energy and effort and what it would take to try and figure it out and all of that stuff? And so, you know, if you're the person that wants to learn, if you want to get better, don't make it hard for people to teach you. Don't make it hard to learn. Um, That being said, there's another point that I have. Being open to learn without filters is problematic. You shouldn't just learn from anybody and you shouldn't just... Uh, you know, or you you ought to be careful. Let's say instead of shouldn't, you ought to be careful about who you take advice from and who you learn from and and who guides you because, like, there's lots of people that can tell you a whole lot of bullshit that's actually going to hurt you more than it's going to help you. Uh, I'll share a story. When I was in grade, I think it was grade uh, six, I, I or maybe five. I don't know somewhere around there. I was pretty young, but anyway, the point is, is I had this teacher. And I remember thinking that year, when that year of school started, I was like, I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to listen to everything my teacher says. I've shared this story before. I'll share it again. (laughs) I'm going to listen to everything she says. I'm just going to do what she says. I'm going to follow the rules. I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to do this shit. And at some point I realized that this is the weirdest thing, man. I can't even believe this happened, but she was just full of shit. Like she would make up stories. Like she would tell us stories, like how she drove her her station wagon under a moose when she was on the highway like the moose was so big that she drove her station like these big fish stories (laughs) like just out of reality stuff and like she would make shit up she would like make up stories like much worse than that and i was this little kid very impressionable listening to her trying to hang off of every word she said and when i realized that she was full of shit it changed the trajectory of my entire education from that point on. Because once I realized an authority figure could straight up lie to me and get away with it with no consequences, I was like, I'm not just going to believe everything people tell me anymore, you know? And, I, and I'm grateful for it because it's, it's given me a critical eye. It's given me a, a, a sense of challenging ideas and, and wondering. And I do think you should be able to challenge your mentors and say, well, you're telling me to do this, but you're not telling me why to do it. Tell me why. I want to know why. I don't understand. I'm not just going to do it just because you're saying do it. Well, I'm telling you to do it because of this, this, and this. They have to sell you on it because you don't necessarily go. Now, there comes a point when you earn trust with somebody, when somebody has shown you time after time that they can get you results, they can help you, they can guide you. And you've seen them do it over and over and over where you don't have to ask them why anymore. You can just, when they say jump, you jump because you trust them, but don't just trust somebody blindly who you don't know, who's never earned any trust with you, who's never sold you on why they do the way they do. I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, I know as an actor, I got into some classes where I had teachers telling me, Hey, you should do this, do that. And I just, trusted them. And then I learned from other teachers is like, no, this is not good at all. This is like problematic. And here's, here's some things to think about. And like, I was like, damn, I've been doing this like poorly. Cause, cause I just trusted that person. They just, I just thought they knew. Um, so, you know, part of learning, you know, is, is not assuming, and this is my, my final point assumption. Don't assume you already know 
if you assume you already know, you can't learn. You have to be open to the idea that you don't know. And you have to go, I may know, I think I know, I'm working with the best I got, but if someone's got a better option, I'm open to it. That is a great student. Hey everybody, this is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way, and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that the the beginner's mind, the mind that that is just is is always in a place of of not knowing. You know, or doesn't yeah, doesn't assume that it that it knows is the one that is is yeah. in the best position to learn. Um yeah. And maybe and maybe you know, but you could know more or do it better than what you know. It's not that you don't know at all. But maybe you don't have all the information yet. Maybe maybe there's parts of your game that are missing. This is where improvement comes. Yeah, and I think that there's there's a certain kind of keeping your ego in check that comes with that. You know, like there's there's no there not that there's no ego, but there's less of of an ego trip that's happening there, where you you have to put up some kind of air of knowing for whatever for whatever reasons you've you've got in terms of you know your image and and yada 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 for all of that but when with the assumption of not with the assumption of not knowing is almost is the, almost the better assumption to be making because yeah, like it's there's nothing that you have to defend about yourself. You know, like you don't have to defend who you are when you are going about life from a place of I don't know. Right? Like I don't know. Like this is this is somewhat what I know about this and here's what I don't know about this, you know, that I I know that I don't know for sure, but maybe there's somebody who has another another piece and always keeping keeping open to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, you know, I, I think one of the key elements of this conversation that really kind of, kind of resonates with me is this whole idea of surface learning and deep learning. I like how you brought that in because I feel like, yeah, like we can teach a lot of people surface things if, if they're willing to kind of just do what we tell them to do. Are they really learning? I don't know. That's another question. You could maybe dive down that rabbit hole, but deep learning is like, to me, at least in this context, is I know why I'm doing it. And I have a reason for doing it. I have a purpose for doing it. I have a value behind why I'm doing it this way. And um, when people are more connected to purpose and, and, and they have reasoning behind what they do, they're much better off because things are filled with a certain sense of self-driven action. People who I, I think find it hard to be self-motivated, they don't have reasons behind why they do what they do that are compelling. Maybe they have reasons, but they're not compelling. Well, I show up to work because if I don't, I'll get in trouble. If I don't show up 
for enough days, I'll get fired. Those are, those are fine, but maybe you show up for work because it affords you a certain lifestyle and you want to keep that lifestyle. And, you know, you, you look at what the, what it's like for your employer. If what, what would happen if no one showed up for them? You know, what would they do and how would they experience that? That's empathy. You know, I don't think a lot of people, when they think about not showing up for work, are thinking about the empathy and impact that it would have on everyone else, right? And that's why I say empathy has to be learned. I I shout from the mountaintops, be a good person. Not because, like, I'm trying to say, oh, you should be a good person, just because. I'm saying be a good person because a, a good person, the, the goodness is empathy. Goodness is compassion. And if you show up like and you you screw people over and don't show up or you you show up in ways that that affect other people in a negative way and then you turn around and tell other people how they should live and how you know we need this social justice over here or something else and yet you do that very act on a small scale over here in your life i mean who are you to have any credibility to anybody else i mean not to be too blunt and and mean, because I don't mean that, but sometimes we need to hear it. If you show up hypocritically, you're a joke. You're a walking joke. And let that settle in. And I've been a joke, and everybody has been a joke. Stop being a fucking joke. If you're going to show up in life, Get reason, get purpose, show up in every area of your life the exact same way, and you'll earn credibility, you'll earn trust, you'll earn respect, and you'll get honor, which is something lost in modern day society. Honor and reputation, they mean something. And, and you know, people say, oh, I don't want salesy, I don't want to, look, man, you want to sell your time? That's what you're selling. You're selling your time. If you want to make more money for your value and what you can offer, it's all sales, man. You either sell your time or you sell value or you sell something, right? But like you can sell whatever you want. But if you work an hourly job, you sell time. That's what you sell. So don't tell me about sell selling how it's bad. You just choose what to sell. And if you're tired of wasting your time selling time, then start selling value. And value takes reason and purpose. You know, time does too, but it takes a little more thought to sell value. So like everybody could have what they want. And I've been in moments where I've had no fucking money and I could barely survive and barely eat. And I'm just struggling through, but I've also had moments where I'm flying around the country, living, walking around in Manhattan for three weeks, living the dream. So I've lived both sides of it. But at the end of the day, it's all comes down to sales, 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 and sales is learning. And life is learning and life is sales and sales is life and life is sales and life learning and sales. And you get it, right? That's the point. It's at the end of the day, you got to sell yourself. You got to sell yourself before you can sell anybody else. You got to learn. You know, if you don't know how to do it, you got to learn how to do it. You know, I mean, like I sound like a broken record here, but the point is, is like, you can't sell shit if you have a bad reputation and no trust and no integrity and no respect, right? You can't even get a job. You can't even get an hourly job when you lose enough of that. So, you know, like, <laughs> I think the point is <laughs> I'm trying to get to, because maybe I've lost the plot here, is that you, you have to, you have to sometimes break what's comfortable and feel pain 
before you'll be open to hearing it from someone else that will tell you, hey, there's another way. There's a better way. There's a different way. There's a way <laughs> when you don't even think there's a way, you know? But I find a lot of the time you have to experience enough pain before you go, you know what? I'm tired of working in this example, an hourly job. And if you get tired and sick of it enough, you can either play victim and, you know, and just keep skipping and do whatever you want and you'll deal with the consequence. But if you get enough pain, you might actually say, hey, you know what? I'm worth more than that. I can do more than that. I have more to offer than that, you know? And so my point is, is like, I'm not trying to sell anybody on, hmm. on, how they should live their life. I'm just saying, you know, we sell ourselves all the time and you sell yourself into doing the thing you don't like. So why don't you sell yourself into doing the thing you do, you know? Mm. Um, but you know, you have to want it, you know, and it's a, it's a cycle. It's a rabbit hole, right? Cause you go, well, I don't really want it. Okay. Well, you got to sell yourself on wanting it, you know, or I want to want it. I don't really want it, but I want to want it. Okay. I got to sell myself on really wanting it. You know, what's that going to take? You know, for me, I'll climb to the top of a mountain. I'm not kidding you. I'll spend the whole day climbing to the top of the mountain. I'll have a heart to heart with myself after I'm exhausted. And I'll try and ask that question. And I'll want an answer. I'll look to God. I'll look to trees. I'll look to, to fucking birds. <laughs> why are you trying to get the seed? Why are you trying to get, why are you trying to eat? What are you trying to do here? What, what's this life we're in, you know, and ask yourself and those, you know, Nah, you know what? I don't want to climb the mountain today. I'll just turn on the TV, I'll watch the TV, and you know, and I'll feel better, and I'll I'll drink something, and I'll numb this feeling. That's an option, but you got to not want to numb that feeling. Listen to me on my on my uh, <laughs> stage here talking. I'm just trying to sell you into yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm using this forum sometimes to do it. But the point is, is that yeah, you got to want to you got to want to buy you. You know, you got to want it. No one can make you buy you. Yeah. 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 I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I entirely agree with you on some of what you're okay, saying. Go ahead. Have, I'm going to have to sit with some of, oh, with right. some of what you're saying, but you know, in terms of like, as far as like the, you know, cause you've, you've mentioned like the, you, you have to learn empathy. I don't actually know if that's true. I know there's been there's been some interesting studies that have shown like very young children showing compassion to each other. I feel like oh no, way, I, like, no, maybe I'm unclear. I agree with you. We it's not that we don't have empathy, but I think we have to learn advanced levels of empathy. I think in Most some ways, it's, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think in in it's about expanding our our perspective. Like the more we sort of expand our worldview out of our just sort of our own small little narrow view of things and 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 yeah and expand it out like i've 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 told you know like i i often describe like acting like acting is one of the is is one of the ultimate art forms of compassion because you are literally putting yourself in someone else's shoes and you have to empathize and have compassion for this human being even if they're a villain even if they're if if they're a terrible person as an actor, you need to have compassion for that that person. Yeah, but and you're so making. There's... Hold on, I I have to step in. You're you're making actors sound like they're all these empathetic people. There's oh no so no many no that no! Are I'm... Narcissistic. Oh, and like sure. they're successful. I mean, so like to me, it is ultimately like empathy is a very powerful part of acting. And I agree with you. Like, if you want to play a bad guy, you got to figure out how to empathize. But there's a lot of people that are like 
actors that are not good people. Like they're oh, for sure, you know, observably not good and they're not kind and they're not anything that's worth looking up to. Yeah. But like, you know, I mean, I just think that, you know, empathy is one of those things. It's, it's learned mostly because it's rewarded. And I do think like you might have an inclination towards empathy, but we, we usually do what is rewarded. We don't necessarily do what isn't what's punished. Right. So, you know, uh, most of our, most of our interpretation of, Oh, people like that. I'll do more of that. You know, that's mostly what people do. Right. And yeah. And and, yeah, that tends to be that, that tends to be how we, we act. It's usually, it's usually either like attraction or aversion um, to any kind of a circumstance. Um, it's, it's one of those things that's definitely been identified by a lot of very wise people is, is like, this is not actually a very good way to live is to just live your life by attraction and aversion. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a pretty, it's a, it's actually a pretty, Primitive. yeah, yeah. It's there's, it's, it's a, it creates a lot of suffering essentially to, mm-hmm. to, to live that way. Um, Especially because it mostly comes down to avoidance more than it comes towards attraction, because eventually you're just trying to avoid pain. Well, yeah, there's the avoidance of pain, but even the attraction creates problems because because that's a whole thing about desire and, oh, I want this and I don't have that because like the... It, it creates a whole this that which is a whole other conversation which sure. is probably another we, day. We should probably close <laughs> close that shut that one down right now okay but yeah i was just wanted to say that you know like compassion and empathy are are actually you know there's there's been some pretty good research that that says that there's a fairly powerful innate force in human beings to to take care of each other um and i think in many ways it's like yes there's there's sort of advanced compassion i suppose as we learn but i think a large degree is actually like relearning to do that as well like it's like we have to reteach ourselves to do that because as we get older i think that you know we can shut those those capacities down right mm-hmm. and 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 so it's That's a good more point of, it's yeah, more of a, a relearning point. and yeah and, and as far as you know your uh your sales perspective. I'm sure that there's a lot of people who really connect with it. It's not my favorite way of looking at things, even though I know your your you know your definition of sales is 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 a bit more of a broad. There, there's a, it's different from the way that that um we look at. It. I just I don't know. I guess I I just have a thing of 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 thinking of everything in like sales terms and that like because I I I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Um that there's a degree to which to which yeah like we we in order to do a lot of the things that we want to do um it it requires it requires other people um accepting us in a in, in a certain kind of way right oh okay i accept you as a person who knows what you're talking about i accept you as a person who who is knowledgeable in this area. I accept you as a person who is trustworthy. You know, it's, it's, there's a kind of, I guess maybe for me, that's a better way of, of framing it, but there's, there's a sort of acceptance. Um, but you know, like coming back to, coming back to this, this quote, and there was something that I wanted to, 
Um, and there's something else I wanted to talk about with within this within this quote, and yeah, I, I'm just trying to. I I don't quite have the thoughts formulate on this maybe maybe it will it will start to work on me a little bit but i'll i'll bring something else into the picture here as well which is you know i'm interested in this in some of the aspects of how there are elements of this quote that are both that are both true and not true at the same time right like you can't teach people anything it's like yes that is true but it's also not entirely true either there's this also this element of as a teacher it's also saying like you are both responsible and not responsible at the same time you know it's like there it's it's you again you can't force somebody to do you can't force anybody to do anything you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink right and as a teacher there's this there's this level to which you're like okay well i'm i am responsible for at least bringing you to the water right like i have to at least do that but I, beyond that there's there's an element to which i can't take responsibility for what happens mm-hmm. right and i think that one of the things that i was thinking about were like you know teachers who who take credit for the success of their students, you know, and there's just something real icky about it, you know, but at the same time, there's something really icky about the student who doesn't acknowledge the teacher, Mm -hmm. you know, when they do, when they really were tremendously helped by somebody and they don't, then they don't give that recognition. You know, it's like either way, it's, there's something super icky about the whole thing because like as a teacher you can't say just like yes i made this person like that whole thing of like i made you is just like go fuck (laughs) yourself like like get out of here like it's like you it's not to say that you didn't play a role in in what this person learned and and this person's success but like you you didn't like you didn't hand mold them like you didn't you didn't carve them out from the earth you know and and put them like you you didn't you know like that that person still like they did it they did it and likewise for the other person it's like yeah it's it's you did do this but you had help along the way you had this person who helped you to unlock this thing that you had with you and and i think that that's aspect of this conversation that maybe we haven't talked about so much but I think is very important which is that we can only help them to discover it within themselves right is another way of putting that I think is unlock right like it's I love this this there's this implied notion in this thing that like there's this thing that's already there Right. There's this thing that's that already resides within this human being, right? For whatever reason. They already know like like you already actually know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. We just need to go through this process for you to figure that whole thing out. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I feel like it definitely coming from an acting background, I think it's just like, whoa, that, that's, that is wildly true. Like where it, it's, you really actually, you already know how to do this. You know, you know how to do all the, like all the great things that great actors do. The problem is just like, we got to weed through all of this shit, right. Of all of these things that, that you, you think you're supposed to be doing and what you think actors do and what you think, you know, this scene is supposed to be and what you think this character is supposed to be. We need to just, we need to, we need to cut through, you know, with our freaking machetes, like in the jungle. And we need to like, just beat a path through until we find, until we find that grove, you know, that beautiful grove that's in the center of you where you go, Oh, I see the picture now, right? I I get what it is that that this thing actually is, and this thing's actually been here this whole time. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I think this is a good good part of this talk that we. I'm glad we touch on as as we're as we're going through it. The ego and education don't really belong very. They don't belong together, whether <laughs> you're the teacher or the student, really. And, um, you know, why are you teaching? If you're teaching to self-grandize or to somehow serve yourself, you know, you're kind of doing it for the wrong reasons, right? And I get that people teach because they go, oh, I want to make money and build a business or get some recognition for these things I learned. I don't know what it is that you're trying to do, mm. but <clears throat> you'd be more effective if you try to teach somebody because you actually just want them to be better. And, um, or you just love doing it. Yeah. You, know, you just like, love doing it. I don't, it. I don't know how you can be a good teacher if you're doing it for egotistical reasons. Yeah. I think you're going to get benefits out of being a good teacher. So I don't think you really need to worry about that. Like, I think if you're doing it because you're going to get benefits, you're, you're already shooting your yourself in the foot and you're shooting your student in the foot or your students in the, in the feet, if you want to put it that way. But like, you're going to get rewarded. Do something, do a good job. You're going to get rewarded. I mean, you know, the thing is, is like, if you're not doing a good job, you probably won't get rewarded. And I think sometimes people want to somehow get rewarded without doing a good job. And I think that's a lot of what it's about. And, you know, that's what narcissism is. Narcissism is trying to get rewards without actually doing the thing. That That's what narcissism is. A lot of people talk about how it's all a lack of empathy and someone being self-serving, but really what it is. The, the the majority of where narcissism really exists is that people are being narcissistic when they're trying to get something without actually doing the thing, you know, that, that gets the thing it's, it's trying to get it. Like, you know, you want the spoils without the toils, right? Like that's, that's kind of the, <laughs> the game, but you should want the toils. You should want the trouble that comes with getting the thing. And you know, and, and people, people aren't convinced of that. And and that's problematic for them and for everyone else that's in their environment. You should want, you know, like, that's like Buddha, right? Like you should want to suffer. You should want to suffer a little bit. You should want to know it hurts a little bit. You should want to feel some pain in life. Not because you want pain, not because you like pain, but because pain keeps you honest. Pain keeps it real. Pain makes you real 
and it makes you honest and it makes you authentic, you know, and it's part of the human journey, right? So don't skip out on the, on, on the pain, right? Plus the pleasure is so much better when you get a little bit of pain and you understand that pain is out there and it exists. And so then, you know, you have a, you have a sense of, I have this student and they're headed for pain and it hurts me to think they're headed for pain. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to help stop that because I know what it feels like myself. That's a good fucking mentor. That's a good teacher, a teacher that's like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, they, they got this great reward and that's because of me. Like, that's an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like not only you get the great reward, cause not all your students are going to get their rewards. Not all your students are going to get the big victories. It's just not going to happen. You know, it's, a, it is a game of numbers at a certain point, like some people will, will make it through and it'll probably be very few if you get high enough, the echelon of special of, of whatever that is, but you know what, you might've saved a hundred people from feeling some pain that they otherwise would have felt. You might have helped them navigate that journey a little better. That could have been a real fucking rocky road otherwise. And so that's a good teacher. You know, that's a good mentor. And, you know, everybody has to face that point on the journey with like, am I really climbing the mountain or is this as far as I go? And you know what? If it's as far as you go, that's okay. Because the mountain's endless, by the way. You can never get to the top. So you have to quit at some point. You either quit or you die. You never really get to the top. It's not, it doesn't exist. The belief that it exists is the ideal and ideals never get achieved. Ideals always push the mountain further and higher and farther. So the teachers celebrating how they got them to the top of the mountain is an idiot because <laughs> <laughs> there's no top of the mountain. It's like, you know, um, just celebrate with them. It's like, Hey, you know what? Like, I'm glad I could help you get as far as you got, you know, I'm glad I played a part in that. And, you know, I don't even know the part I played, but, you know, and if that, and, and the other thing too, it, you know, for the, the person climbing, like, I think my, my mentors, whether I like them or don't like them, you know, my dad, I don't have a great relationship with, I haven't talked to him in years, but I thank him for a lot of stuff. He taught me a lot of good stuff. He gave me a lot of wisdoms and a lot of insights. The guy experienced a lot of pain in his life. I'm very certain of it. And he helped me avoid a lot of pain. He caused a lot of pain, but he also helped me avoid a lot. I'm I'm grateful for the things that he taught me. You know, it sucks that he caused me some pain too. Maybe I caused him some pain. Okay, we're human. Let's move on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, thank your enemies because they teach you something too. You know? And yeah. that's the icky part. When people talk about how someone screwed them over and they have no gratitude, nothing for that person. It's like, well, you know, I learned some things from that person. Whether they meant to teach me or not, they played a role. I gained some. Yeah. It's funny. I just yesterday, a friend sent me like a little, little video of, uh, of sad guru talking talking this he was telling this little parable of a story i'll try and paraphrase it but essentially there is like this uh this this small bird who got caught out in like the cold and and, and the birds um froze it froze and it it fell down into the ground and it was you know all all but dead on the ground and then this uh this 
this like like a deer comes along or something like that and it or a or a big like buffalo or something like that and it and it took a shit it took a <laughs> just took a big dump on top of the bird <laughs> and but while this bird was under the 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 warmth of of the dung started to thaw it back out and bring it bring it back to life and so the bird started chirping but all the chirping attracted attracted like this 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 wolf and the wolf came and found it there in the poop and it pulled it out and it ate it <laughs> and the whole moral of the story i love this was that like not everyone who shits on you is your enemy and not everyone who pulls you out of the shit is your friend <laughs> what a great parable yeah it's a, I, that's a, without the parable that's a it sounds like a pretty depressing story but it's a yeah. good message <laughs> yeah no i thought it was uh i thought it, like it definitely made me laugh and i was like but that's you're like yeah that's true like it's it's not always what it seems it's not always what it seems yeah well you know and you know i know we're kind of coming to our final note here i think uh, just to come back to this quote you know you 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 do learn when you're ready you know, you learn when you're open and, um, and I think for the, you know, just for this teacher analogy, one other point that I think is worth mentioning is that as a teacher, you should be very careful about taking credit for your students' success. Um, as far as like, you know, what they do, let them have that. Don't rob them of that. And, you know, I think, uh, I think, um, teaching is such an interesting thing because I have asked myself, like, why do I care? Why do I bother? You know? And, um, and I think everybody should ask themselves that, you know, and maybe you'll find better reasons, you know, because I think, uh, I think, you know, having reasons is, is, is a valuable thing and having critically thinking about the reasons of why you do anything is worth considering. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then if you, if you, maybe you just want to see people feel fulfilled and happy, you know? And like, maybe it stops becoming about like, what do I get out of it? You know, and maybe I just, you know, I think for me, like sometimes it just comes back to, I just want to rescue myself when I was younger. That's all it is. Mm. And so that student who's playing the role of my younger self in front of me, I'm just really just helping myself. And I like imagine myself in their position and I see myself struggling and I don't want to see myself struggle. And so through them, I get to express that and work that wound and, uh, they benefit because they get the the gains of my wisdom and experience. But in some ways it was a healing exercise for me and that was the exchange. And so that's what it is and that's fine, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, um, you know, am I going to save somebody that doesn't want to be saved? No, I don't like, I wanted to be saved. When I was 16, I was begging for someone to come along and just fucking hug me, put an arm around me, tell me they were proud of me, you know, give me a little bit of encouragement and some advice and some direction and just tell me what to do. You know, tell me how to do what I want to do or what I think I want to do. And so maybe I come along, I put my arm around somebody, I tell them it's going to be okay. I encourage them and point out some things they're doing really well. And I say, Hey, you know, you want that? I did this. This is what I did. Maybe try this. And they do it and they get some success and they look back at me and they say, Hey, thanks, man. 
but was it really because I'm a good guy or is it just because I'm a hurt kid? Who cares? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, 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 the place it's coming from is genuine and authentic and that's what matters. And people don't always understand teachers and mentors. Why the hell do we do any of it? <laughs> but sometimes we just do it out of our own pain. We're trying to work through and, and, um, I think it's a beautiful thing and I don't think it has to be considered selfish or whatever, because at the end of the day, we're all just kind of healing each other and helping each other. And who knows, man, I don't even know if I know the answers. I don't even mm -hmm. know if I know why I do what I do or why I want to learn what I want to learn. I don't even know, you know, but here we are. Right. And I think that's kind of this quote is just kind of pointing out, like, if you want to learn, you, you, you got to at least, have the inclination and, and, uh, you know, yeah. 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 All right. Well, I, I have sort of an idea of some closing thoughts on my end of things, but, uh, I think you're, you're the only one with a beer today. I had a bit of a, bit of a headache this, uh, to start this day. So I, I decided to opt out of the, of the beer consumption today, but Brandon, I know you've got, you've got something. So, why don't you tell the people about what you've got going on? Well, I have one. I think you've had it before. I think I've had it before. It's another Parallel 49, and it's called Space Kitty. I think I have. Had, it's been a while, but I am I think, yeah, I have had it once upon a time. <laughs> Juicy IPA. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's um, I find uh, all their IPAs are always really strong. Um, so yeah, it definitely, they definitely, uh, give you a good buzz if you keep drinking them. So <laughs> it's tasty. It's, uh, it's been fun. I don't I like it. I like nice. cats. It's a funny <laughs> name for a beer. So there you go. Nice. Um, yeah, man. Well, I don't know. Why don't you give uh, your final thoughts and then maybe I'll give mine. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm glad, you know, this quote has been something that's been, been, as I said, in my, in my atmosphere for some some years now and to to talk about it and dive into it has been you know it's been fun and i think that the last thing that i want to just talk a little bit about and and in terms of i feel like where this conversation started started going here towards towards the later stages is a word that is in the quote and that is help in some ways that's maybe that might be the most important word in in the whole thing it's like look you, you can't you can't teach people any you can't force anything you can't like it, it's there's there's only so much responsibility that you can actually even take on for anyone if and some might argue that you can't take any kind of responsibility on for anyone. Um, but aside from all of that, it's like, it really seems like the message of that quote is just help. You know, we can only help people to discover it within themselves. That's kind of like the directive is just help, help other people, right? What are they trying to do? Do you have, do you, do you have something that you have that will help that person do this thing that they're trying to do to pursue that thing that they're trying to pursue, you know, help, help, mm -hmm. help, help. 
And for me, it's, it's, you know, I think that we really lose sight of that too often. And, and because it is so easy to become self-focused with our lives and, and the things that we, that we do with our lives. And it's like a reminder that that is your directive as a human being in this life and for a variety of reasons, just help. And, and for me, I feel like, you know, there's a part of me that it's like, you know, I, I, whenever I, I walk into a class now, it's like, and I, I just want to give myself that reminder every single time that that's my job, right? I'm not, I'm, and, and maybe taking the word teach out of the whole thing and just be like, I'm not here to teach you. I'm just here to help you. Mm. Right. And so I think I'm just going to say, help them, help them mm. just to myself. Whenever I go into, into that setting, she's like, just help, just help them, help them, help them and put, and make that my focus. Mm. And I think that by doing that, what the best teaching is, what the best words, the best action, as long as helping is the primary focus there, I think that I'll end up as a byproduct being a better teacher. So mm. that's what I'm walking away from. That's a nice insight. I like that. I think, um, hmm. I don't know, you know, like I've said a lot of parts and I've definitely shared my opinion. Um, it's probably pretty evident and clear, uh, what I, what I think and where I stand on stuff, but I love the idea of help because, you know, I guess part of my messaging when, when, whenever I speak or try and do anything is I like, I like people seeing how valuable they are. Not from an egotistical point of view, like from I I don't want you to see how valuable you are. So you can walk around with your head held high and be like, oh, I'm so great. Look at me. I'm amazing. Like, it's not why I do it. But it's because, you know, as much as we like to hide it, insecurity, fear, doubt, all that stuff is very real in everybody. And the people who hide it the most is often the strongest. You know, the people who are actually upfront about it, you think that you have it the hardest, but actually you probably have it better off than a lot of people who cover it. Um, and so, uh, you know, plus they have the, the people who cover it have the additional stage of having to admit that they're scared and doubting and fearful and whatever. And they often lack the qualities of the person that's honest and open about it, which are like the vulnerability and the, the honesty and the openness. So if you're somebody who has been well aware of your fears, doubts, and insecurities, I would say, bravo, good job. That's a very important step in the process of transformation. Because if you know what you're scared of and you know what you doubt and you know what you're insecure about, you can work on it. You can do something about it. You can you can look for help. You can get guidance and you're going to be open to getting it because, you know, you you have the awareness of what you are trying to work on. The people that are hiding it have no clue. And um, if you were walking around and you think you're not scared, um, I'll just tell you from personal experience, I did this for quite a while because fear was just not okay. And uh, once I started admitting I was scared, fucking great things happened. Because then I said, well, I don't want to be scared for real. And I don't want fear running my life 
and I don't want doubt running my life. And I don't want these insecurities to be determining my perception of the world either. Like, I don't like it. So I became open. I became willing. I became humble in regards to that, at least. And, uh, you know, I think that's part of, um, you know, part of where you become, you know, a lot of potential, a lot of your potential becomes really, really open. So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I, I think wherever you're at, you have way more potential and, and possibility than you give yourself credit for. Uh, uh, probably across the board, I would say it's just about everybody. Um, probably everybody, but whatever. There might be that one person who's perfect. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe at least they believe that. So I'll let you have it. Um, but the point is, is that, look, um, I think encouraging you to believe in yourself enough to say, you know what, I'm scared, but instead of running from it, instead of hiding from it, pretending it's not there, I'm going to look it square in the eye and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be bigger than it. And that's what courage is. And that's what dreams are made of. And that's what you're made of. You're bigger than any fear or any insecurity or any doubt you have. And I know there are going to be times where you don't believe it. I definitely have been there and I'm sure I will visit that place again. But you know what? It's only bigger right now. Tomorrow it might not be. And tomorrow's a whole nother day. Today's a whole nother day. So try and face it down and just recognize like there's so much more in you than what you give yourself credit for. And it might just mean being open enough to learn how to be your bigger self. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.